This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Uh, the Out of Bounds Show brought to you by Ag Up Equipment. That's where you go, any of their dealerships, to get your John Deere tractor for your farm, family land, or hunting camp. AgUp.com to find a dealership nearest you. John Deere, America's tractor. Ag Up Equipment, 18 locations. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, including Canton and Pearl. AgUp.com. Uh, Steve Robertson stops by to preview uh, the Golden Egg Thursday night in Oxford. Ole Miss is a three-point favorite. I mean, on when you looked at Circa, they were a five-point favorite. Caesars, two-and-a-half. So, three, three-and-a-half, however you want to run the numbers. Uh, Mike Leach uh, has, is 0-for-2 in this game. And uh, the Hale State fan base is getting antsy. And so we welcome in Steve Robertson, 247 Sports and Jeans Page on the Out of Bounds Show and the Yingling Lager Guest Line. Uh, Steve, what does Mississippi State have to do to win the Golden Egg on Thursday night other than score one more point than Ole Miss? Well, I think you got to do what you can to slow down this running game. I mean, you're not going to be able to stop it. Really, nobody has this year. I mean, you know, Alabama had some level of success with it, but, you know, this is a very, very, very skilled running game. And a lot of it starts with Jackson Dart. I mean, he's, he is a plus runner. I mean, you know, he's not a guy that's going to beat you in a track meet. That guy's really, really athletic, and he can, he can beat you. It's not a situation where he runs enough to keep you honest. He is a real weapon as a runner. And so I think mean, you got to negate that quarterback run as best you can and hopefully kind of make him be, you know, more of a, a quarterback rather than just a facilitator of this ground game. Because even in what you saw – uh, as dominant as Arkansas appeared to be in that ball game, and I know Ole Miss you know, put some big yards up late, they just couldn't finish some drives. It wasn't like that Arkansas was getting stopped. So a lot of that was kind of Ole Miss's own ineptitude, and they had a couple of bad calls that went against Ole Miss, and you know you hate to see that. But uh, the re- reality of it is, is that this is a ground game that is among the best in the country, and that's where I think job one is for Mississippi State. You're not going to stop it, but you got to find a way to try to contain it. 
Okay, so what does Zach? All right, is Tyrus Wheat left the game at thirty-five to nothing, and he hobbled off the field. East Tennessee State ran uh, a running play to the le- towards the Mississippi State sideline. He was involved in the tackle. He limps off the field. Um, it didn't look good. Uh, I know Leach doesn't say anything about injuries. What do you think on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I was told post game that everybody's going to be fine. You know, of course, that's kind of standard protocol. But uh, <laughs> hopefully, we'll get a little more clarification today. But um, you know, we're not going to get anything in a press conference. But sometimes, just being around things, you, you know, around the complex, you kind of figure some things out or you hear some things. But you know, we're told everybody's going to be good to go and that it wasn't anything serious. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's like, especially at that point in the ball game, you just kind of you know get them out. And, and at no point it seems. It's never too early in a game like that to get him out. But, you know, we're hearing he's going to be available. But, uh, you know, like like everything else with these injuries, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of, you know, figure it out as we go along. Uh, okay, what does Zach Arnett do then? How, how does he – if Tyrus Weed is healthy, uh, how does he approach this game with Zach Evans now healthy and you just mentioned Judkins and Dart? Yeah, I, don't, I never know that Evans is 100% yet, but he, he looked a lot closer to, you know, his previous form, pre-injury form uh, against Arkansas on, on Saturday. And, you know, that's the thing, too. A lot of people expected him to come in and be the guy, and he's actually become kind of the complimentary guy to Judkins, who has been outstanding, probably probably a first-team All-American, for a freshman All-American this year. I mean, and certainly deserving of that honor. But, uh, I think, yeah, the, one of the things that I wonder about is, you know, State does so much middle blitz, and I, I think that's probably not the way to go on this. Because, like, ordinarily you'd want to get in a quarterback space and kind of get him to flesh out. I think that's what Dart wants you to do. I think Dart wants to get outside so he can create. So I think what you see is a little more off the edge. I think maybe you bring some things and show some frontside pressure. Maybe you bring backside. They've got to alternate things up, and they've got to probably change their coverages a little bit just to kind of you know put him in a decision-making process. Because I think he's a guy, if you push him up the middle – He'll just roll outside, and, and you lose contain. It's going to be a big play. Uh, on the flip side, what can Leach do against the Ole Miss? All right, so and you expect Zach Arnett to commit at least one more guy in the box, right? On his three three five. Yeah, you have, yeah you, I think yeah, and, and I don't know where the guy lines up, but you know you you've got to be able to walk some people down because you know. And listen, Dart's a good passer. Don't get me wrong, but he's not a guy that's going to sit back there and pick you apart. But you know. I think when he's at his best is when you kind of give him that option. It's in many respects, it's kind of it's kind of like the way they use Bo Wallace, you know, back uh, you know with Freeze because he's athletic enough that if something breaks down, he can take off and go make you play. You can do some design quarterback runs. He gives you a lot of options, you know, especially in this in this time of spread offenses. I, I mean, I think Darts actually probably exceeded expectations, and I some people expect a lot from him, but. I think he's been even better, and mainly as a runner, but he is more than an adequate passer, so you, you can't just sell out for the run. Uh, let's flip over to Leach against Partridge. Um, this Mississippi State offense, to me, looks really ordinary, um, and they've abandoned the run. I don't know if Dylan Johnson – I don't know why they even played him two to three snaps a game against Georgia and East Tennessee. It didn't really make sense, but a lot of what they've done hasn't made sense. Um, I guess – do you think Dylan Johnson will be healthy, and what do you think Leach's approach will be on offense to Ole Miss's defense? 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, I do think BJ will be ready to go. Of course, he, like you said, he played sparingly against Georgia. Did not play against East Tennessee State, but uh, oh, I thought he yeah, got two got snaps. Part. Okay, he didn't play. All right, yeah. cool. I, I may I may have missed it, but I, I don't believe that he played. But, okay. Um, but yeah, I think what you have to do, I, I think you got to be able to go out there and run the football more effectively, and uh, they haven't done it as much as of late. Uh, and I, again, some of that is because BJ's been a little bit banged up, and, and at that point, so is Marks too. But when you look at this Ole Miss rush defense, and you know, granted, State doesn't have uh, have a rocket, you know, like uh, like Arkansas does, but you've got to be able to keep them honest. You got to be able to stop them from just pinning their ears back and pass rushing every single play. You got to give them at least that half moments of hesitation. Hey, I don't need to get upfield here because they may gas just underneath on a trap or something like that. So State has got to be able to run the football. I'm not saying you got to be balanced, but you've got to give the defense something else to think about. I think that also puts pressure and stress on those linebackers, and, and that could potentially open up some crossing routes. But I think the weather is going to be a real, real interesting thing in this, and maybe not for the reason that some people expect. I think that, you know, if it's going to be a steady rain in the 40s, there's not going to be anybody there. I mean, think about going to watch this game. It's, it's already – it's Thanksgiving already, and then you got to go sit in the, in the you know, a, a steady rain – with the temperatures in the 40s, I think a lot of people, especially the you know, more casual fans, are going to stay home. And I think that negates the home home field advantage in many respects. And so that'll be awfully interesting. How many people actually turn out for the ball game and how that impacts the game? And I think if you begin to think about the elements themselves and then the fact that it could be a rather subdued crowd, that could bode well for Mississippi State. Uh, Durkin bottled up Leach pretty well uh, the last two years. Now Partridge is there. Do you expect them to go – Rush three, drop eight, or bring some more people down in the box to to mess with Will Rogers. How, how do you see that? I expect to see probably you know, again the Ole Miss pass rush is, is a good pass rush. It's not maybe not elite like some of the other ones that you see in the conference, like the Alabamas and the Georgias. But I think they'll try to kind of mimic some of that same stuff too. I think they'll they'll change it up. You can't just do one thing because at some point you know Will Rogers will figure out what you're doing and. And they'll just work around you. But, uh, yeah, I think especially on third down, you're going to see a ton of pressure. Uh, one of the things I've noticed, too, with some teams this year, and namely Kentucky, is they brought a ton of pressure on second down. You know, so it's like you went on first down, then you blitz on second down to try to force a third long. And so I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to see, you know, if, if Ole Miss tries to maybe follow that same philosophy. But I don't think there's just one defensive you know, scheme that you try this game just because of the fact that I think they want to be able to dictate terms to this. And if you just go drop eight, then the state will just run the football. So I think what state has to do 
is make Ole Miss adjust, not just sit back and say, okay, well, we're just going to adjust what what their adjustments are. It's going to determine what we do. I think State's got to try to go dictate terms and make Ole Miss be the team that has to kind of counter. And then I think Ole Miss has the uh, significant advantage in, on special teams. Well, you know, you never know what you're going to get with Mississippi State. You know, I don't know how anybody could argue that State's ever going to win a special teams battle. But the one thing I will say is that I think the return game favors Mississippi State. I mean, Tula Griffin's you know, potentially going to be an All-American as a kick returner. And, and uh, you know, it depends on how many times it all miss kicks off. And now all of a sudden you begin to think about, you know, it's not going to be in you know, the best of circumstances how many of these kickoffs make the end zone. You know, and so if Tula Griffin gets the opportunity to return some, you know, that could be a really impactful part of the ballgame. Um so my text line tells me people are about 50-50 on Leach. Um, you know, but he's not going anywhere, even if he uh, loses a third straight golden egg. How warm and hot do you expect it to be, though, in the offseason if he and his staff don't get it done on Thursday? Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think you, it never boils down to one ball game, but you know both. A lot of times it does, in a manner of speaking. And so, yeah, I, I think you lose this egg ball. I think you go into next year, you know, on the hot seat. I think you got basically got to have a huge year next year. And, of course, you get eight home games next year, and the four road games you have within the league are basically toss-up games. Um, so, yeah, you get a chance to have a big year next year. But you know, next year is next year. You know, State has an opportunity right now to win the egg, get it back, get some juice in the program, finish the year with the same record as Ole Miss, um, which was, you know, a lot of people thought earlier in the year, you know, that uh, Ole Miss had a chance to win the West and you end up with the same record, then you could kind of argue that, you know what, hey, we're, we're heading in the right direction now. But, uh, you know, Mike Leach has never been a guy that's been extremely good in rivalry games since he left Texas Tech. I mean, he used to own Texas A&M, but he didn't do a great job against Washington and he's going to against, against Ole Miss. And so you got to turn that thing around. But I, I think everybody in that building understands this isn't just another game. I think maybe when you get here, you don't fully appreciate the intensity, you know, of an egg bowl until you coached in one. And, and I had one of our staffers tell me when they went up there in 2020, he goes, yeah, I get it now. They, they didn't get it before then. He goes, he's just walking out there on the field. He said, you could just feel the bitterness and the hatred. And he goes, I don't know that I had maybe fully appreciated that until I played up there. Okay. Interesting. Um, all right, so a lot on the line for Leach and, and his staff on on Thursday night. And I think the questions are, is Tyrus Wheat healthy and is Dylan Johnson healthy? Um, any others that jump out at you, Steve? Yeah, not that we're aware of, you know, but, you know, of course, you know, just like when Deshaun Page had surgery, you know, it's like no, nobody knew that he was banged up and all of a sudden he's posted on Instagram, but he's, He's recovering. Of course, he has come back and has played well for Mississippi State, but they're really tight-lipped about injuries, and I think that kind of goes all the way down to even the support staff people. I mean, you know, Leach does not want to talk about injuries, and, and his people understand that. that They do not want to put information out there about student-athlete health, and so you just simply never know. But at this point, you know, we're we're not aware of any other issues. Didn't see anything else on the field that was a cause for concern, but uh, we're all going to learn together, Bo. Yeah, and the tire sweet thing could really change the deal. I mean, he's just about your only really good edge rusher. And uh, you don't have him, and you were talking about cup, you know, pressure instead of interior pressure uh, coming from the edge um, and setting the edge and all that. That'll be something to keep an eye on. Um, also, explosive plays. Ole Miss has been a, a – they have generated explosive plays at an insane level. 
Arnett's done a pretty good job, but they have been subject to getting burned on big plays. Uh, what do they do to counter that or at least try to slow that down? Well, you got to fit gaps, you got to tackle. You know, and that, that's you know, early in the year, there were some big plays that were given up. And I think State's done a better job, you know, maybe in the last few weeks of negating the big play. But, you know, when, that's the thing about this Ole Miss ground game is that you never really get a break. You know, no matter who they bring in, you know, that offensive line is playing well, of course. And, you know, you, you may make a tackle on first down and you miss one on second. It's a third and short. Next thing you know, you just can't get off the field. And so State's got to tackle well. And you got to really get them, get them down before they get going. Because especially with Judkins, once he, once he put, picks them up and puts them down, he's very, very difficult to tackle in the open field because he can run through arm tackles. And so uh, really impressed with how he's played this year. And, I think Mississippi State's got to be able to get some penetration. Run blitzes will be a big part of this too, but you got to be careful not to completely sell out to that because, again, you know, Dart's such a good handler of the football, and that's probably an underrated skill in offenses like that. It's just the way that his ball handling works is that you know, his play action fakes are really good, and he really carries everything out. He's really polished in that respect, and he shows putting that ball in the running back's belly, and it's like everybody bites, and he's so, so skilled at pulling that ball out and throwing it over the top of the linebacker's head. And so if you sell out, he can make you pay. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We'll leave it there. Steve Robertson, 247 Sports, Jeans Page, The Boneyard Podcast, uh, previewing the Golden Egg game, MSU at Ole Miss on Thursday night. Steve, we appreciate your time this week. Thanks, man. See you, buddy. All right, so Steve Robertson on the uh, the Golden Egg game. I don't sense a lot of confidence in the uh, Mississippi State fan base, but then I think the Ole Miss confidence is taking a little bit of a hit with the lane rumors, right? It wouldn't matter near as much if you didn't just get dragged by Arkansas. If you're nine and two going into this game with a chance to still go ten and two, who cares about rumors? Who cares? But when you lose to Alabama, when you lose to Arkansas, it just the taste is not as nice. It's just not as nice. But you can get it back with the win. Yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a big win. 
nine and three and Tennessee losing to Vanderbilt, you may have a chance to jump them because right. you'd both be nine and three. That's true. Then it would just kind of be a conference decision because there's actually technically there's no rule that says they have to go in a certain order. It's more like the conference negotiates that with the teams and with the bowl committees and things gotcha. like that. Because we've seen State and Ole Miss go to different bowls sometimes when you didn't necessarily expect it based on the way that you know, they don't like State had that span where they went to the Gator Bowl so much. And so there was a year they got bumped out of the Gator Bowl that they went to a lower bowl, quote unquote. But that was because the Gator Bowl is like, we've been here three times. We can't. Right. No one's going to show up. Sure. We can't take you. People anymore. aren't showing up anyway, but you're but, exactly But that right. was when people still were kind of showing up, I guess, in theory. Boy, we're, we're trending as far as bowl attendance. Oh, my God. Because why would, other than if it's a first-time experience, so you're a young fan, you haven't gone, or you have a young child, say young, even 10, 11, 12, 15, sure. that hasn't gone to that experience, I get that. Like, I think everyone should go to a bowl game yeah. because it's fun. Yeah. Take your family, take friends, have the experience. Like, but you want it to be... It's almost all about what you're doing around the bowl game, and you just hope you win the game. Right. Right, because that makes the flavor better. The, te- the trip is more fun. It is. But oh, in reality, yeah, we winning. don't. Yeah. Uh, they, they have been devalued to the point of it's yeah. really weird, but it still wasn't a good taste last year for Ole Miss and Mississippi State to lose their bowl Well, games. you feel better than most of the teams you play in lower bowls as part of the catch. Yeah. Because a lot of times you're not playing high-end teams. You might be playing a, a team from a, a Power Five conference, but they're usually not. I mean, we we like again pulling Indiana or pulling well, Louisville. Ole Miss pulled Baylor in the Sugar yeah. Bowl, that and wasn't that was a Baylor playing out of their minds that year. Yeah. But it wasn't an elite football program, no. exactly. I mean, it's State getting beat by Iowa. That was like Moorhead beat losing to Iowa. That's not a good Iowa team. No, but you just you and so when you face that type of team and you lose. Because you can lose. It's like playing a mid-major in basketball. They're not elite dynamic by any means, but if they're better coached than you. It's a one-off. It's a one-off. And if they're better coached than you. neutral field. And our teams play such big-name teams during the season. Correct. It is hard to sell your team on a Texas Tech and a Baylor and get, like, super fired up. Is that fair? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the talent profile... The brand profile, but they it's never a match huge up. Game for that Texas Tech or Baylor team, correct? Or Iowa team, or Tulsa, or whoever else you yeah. want to put in that yeah. gets to play an SEC program. When TCU dinged uh, it, Ole Miss, it's why Central Florida lost their mind because they beat an Ed Orgeron coached or non-Ed Orgeron coached bowl team last year, right? Like <laughs> we, we beat we or two whatever it was a year or two ago, we beat LSU. Like oh yeah, that's a well, like you played a shell of an LSU team. Like don't. You know, but for that program, for Central Florida, for Texas Tech, for those programs, it's the biggest win for, of the year. For those kids at that time. Yeah. yeah. And for the fan base, you ha- it's the longest off. There's nothing like losing going into your bye week because you have to wait an extra week. But losing going into the offseason, it just it hurts. You want to end on a positive. Even if it's the freaking Belk Bowl, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You just want to go out. You want to feel some type of way. Hey, we beat our rival and we won a bowl game. Like, all right. Like, your beer, positivity. bourbon, or sweet tea is better. Yes. Christmas break is, it just feels better if you win. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, speaking of winning, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys 40 to 30 yeah. over Minnesota yeah. yesterday. Dominant. And Dak looked good. Tony Pollard looked good. Um, do you hear the, I don't, I, it's like crickets, Blake. I don't hear any of these 
guys who told us how great Zeke was. Yeah. It's it's now fading. Well, Jerry will tell you to, this week on one of the fan. Yeah. That's right. He's going to yeah. say that every time. Yeah. Well, we didn't lose. We lost to Green Bay because Zeke was inactive, but we beat Minnesota because Zeke was active. So obviously it's about Zeke. Hey, let me ask you this question. Pollard had 109 receiving He's yards. He's a freak. He's a freak. He's an absolute animal. Including the beautiful pass yeah. that Dak threw to him oh. on the wheel route or whatever for 68 yards right in the bread basket. Yeah, talk about, too, how brutal it is to play defense in the NFL. That linebacker, had he was covering him as good as you could possibly cover him, and he still had no chance. He had That's no true. chance. Um, how about this one, though? The Jets, Elijah Moore. You, you guys know Elijah Moore. He plays for the Jets, or at least he's on their roster. Doesn't play much. Uh, Zach Wilson. And the Jets had two total yards of offense in the second half yesterday. How do you do that? They averaged 2.77 inches per play. 2.77 inches per play. If Dak Prescott or Eli Manning when he was in New York or Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs, if any of those players (laughs) went a whole half averaging 2.77 inches per play, Two total yards in a whole half of football? Zach was 9 of 22 for 77 yards. He missed dudes that were standing still wide open. Like, he couldn't even hit a guy standing still wide open. If Dak played like that, it would be a meltdown on every national show. Yeah, Yeah. it would be incredible. Um, How do you only get two yards an entire in half, half. I've no, in the NFL. We think Iowa's bad on offense. We think Kentucky's bad on offense. Vanderbilt, even Mississippi State on the road in the SEC has been bad in offense. Yeah, they ain't been two yards and a half bad. Uh, that is, it was some of the worst offensive football I've ever seen in my entire life. It was three to three until a game-winning punt return at the end of the game. It was three to three. It was uh, amazing. He averaged three and a half yards per completion. For the entire game, yeah. Absolutely. It's bonkers bad offense. Bonkers bad offense for And I Zach think Wilson. they have a good coach. Well, it makes you ask the question, can guys like Matt Corral, can guys like, you know, even a Hendon Hooker, or the, oh gosh, that knee injury, you hate that. But guys that are, it makes you go like, how is Zach Wilson better than some of these guys, right? Yeah, if Matt Corral was healthy, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards Matt being a much better option than Zach Wilson. Um, it's it's just funny how you get that. We talked about this with Steve Palazzolo. You get that nod as a first round guy, it, but we see it in college football to bring it full circle with like the AP poll. You get a you get this automatic gift of like you can lose a game or even two and not fall out if you start there. But heaven forbid you start outside it and try to work your way up. It's really the pre. You know, Michigan's always going to get the 15 spot bump. Texas gets a bump every year. Yeah. Yeah. It happens all the time. Or the Alabama bump. I mean, Alabama's a two-loss program. They're not bad. There probably aren't 20 teams better than them. But at the same time, do they deserve to be number eight? Yes. It's funny. They do. <laughs> uh, the Out of Bounds Show. Put ES- some respect on TCU's name. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Um, it's brought to you by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Visit MississippiSportsMedicine.com, Fortification, and Lakeland Drive. Uh, Flowwood is where they have their new surgery center and clinic. Also, if you want to upgrade your entertainment system at your home, MSHomes.com. MS 
smarthomes.com. Jake Manning will take care of you. If you want to take it to another level, msmarthomes.com. If you missed anything, go to Apple Pie. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.